I'd like to keep you, but I just washed my hair. Class isn't something you buy. Look at you, you got a $500 suit on, you're still a low life. Yeah, but I look good. I pity the food goes home crying to its mama. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. All righty then. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. This is Storytime, and I am GamerDude. Glad to have you back with us for another episode of Storytime. Today's story is kind of playing off the episode I did on manners. These are stories about dating. And like the episode with manners, this is going to be part stories and part rant. And I'm going to tell you why it's a little bit of a rant, because every time I see people dating these days or talking about dating these days, it does make me a little bit crazy. (laughs) Because people don't treat each other nicely on dates. Not all of the time there are some great dates and there are some great couples and there are some people who know how to behave on dates. But boy, just like manners, how to behave on a date has changed a lot over the years. And I'm not sure that's a good thing. Now, when I was a kid, my parents were obviously of an older generation, and they were raised by an older generation, and we passed this stuff down from generation to generation. And by this stuff, I mean the rules that we have for going on a date or asking somebody on a date. So when I was trying to figure out the dating thing when I was a kid, I had nobody to go to but my parents. If you've listened to any of the other episodes, you know I didn't have a big peer group to talk to to get tips on what to do. So I had my parents to go to. And of course, the stuff that they were, that they would tell me was all stuff that they grew up with. So I was about a generation behind in what to do and how to do things when asking girls out on a date. Now, couple that with the fact that I was the fat kid. And even though I wanted to date, actual dating was not really something that was going to happen for me, much to my dismay. Uh, But I tried, and as I tried, I I, I tried to learn how to do it properly, like how to ask a girl out and what to do on a date and how to behave on a date. Because if it ever happened that I went on a date, I certainly wanted to behave properly. So I learned a lot of things from my parents, and I learned a lot of things by watching old movies. Now, don't forget, old movies were really old when I was a kid. So these were all the mores from the 50s and the 60s. And these are the things that people did on dates and how to ask people out on dates and what to expect on dates. So I had a very old school view of what dating was about. The first thing that I had to learn was how to ask a girl out. It was always the boy asking the girl out. The girls never asked boys out. We had something called a Sadie Hawkins dance back in middle school. uh, And that was our eighth grade dance. And the girls for a Sadie Hawkins dance, Google it if you don't know, was where the girls would ask the boys out to a dance. And of course, I didn't get asked because I was the fat kid in eighth grade and nobody asked me. So I didn't go to the Sadie Hawkins dance. I knew what it was. I just didn't go. I did have a girl that I liked. I I really did, and I really wanted to ask her out. She was a girl in the band. You know, I'm never sure what the protocols are on this podcast, because I remember names, but I don't want to throw names out there of people from the past, because they don't have anything to do with me. Now, I haven't seen these people in years, so I'm not going to use actual names when I talk about the people that I grew up with that were friends or enemies or people that I was madly in love with, which I was in grade school, but I do remember them. Um, 
and I remember the first girl that I really wanted to ask on a date. We'll call her Mary. That's not her real name. But Mary, I loved. She was in the band. She was, she was really cute and really fun, and I really, really liked her. So my first date involved... <laughs> And as I think back on it, it just makes me laugh. Because my first date was me and my parents and my brother and sister taking Mary out for ice cream after a band concert. (laughs) How romantic, huh? The whole process involved me calling up Mary before the concert and asking her if she'd like to go to ice cream with my family after the concert. Now, Was going out on a family date part of the protocols that my parents grew up with? It kind of was. Because kids in eighth grade in my day didn't go out on dates by themselves. It was more of a, you can ask her to come to ice cream with us. And that was the way my parents thought dating should work. So that's the way it worked. But I couldn't just ask her at the concert. We had to prepare for it because my mother's rule was... You have to give her at least a week to be ready for the date. Can you imagine that these days? You have to have a week's notice? Now, sometimes that's the case. What are you doing Friday night? Okay, well, okay. How about next Friday? Sometimes it works that way these days. But, you know, a week's notice is so old school, and that was my mom's rule. So I had to call her up a week before the concert and lay the groundwork. Uh, So, Mary, uh, we're going to uh, ice cream after the concert, and uh, I-, I was wondering if you'd like to go with us. Yes, that's Gamer Dude's little boy, little boy voice. If only the conversation had gone that smoothly. It did not. Because, don't forget, we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have computers, we didn't have texts. The only way for me to ask Mary out was either to ask her face-to-face in school, which was never going to happen, not with me, I was too nervous, or give her a call. The process of giving her a call involved looking up her phone number in something that a lot of people don't even know still exist, a phone book. So I had to look up Mary's family's name in the phone book and find her phone number because I couldn't ask her for it in school. That would mean actually having to talk to her. And I was a nervous wreck anytime I was near Mary because I really liked Mary. So I found the family name and found the phone number. And then the process was gearing up for the phone call. Now, when I say gearing up, it was a process. First of all, I had to clear out my mother's bedroom. I had to make sure nobody was near the back of the house where my mother's bedroom was. My mom and dad had the master bedroom in the back of the house, and there was a phone extension there. And if I wanted a private call, I had to go into the bedroom, shut the door, and make the call from there. So I had to make sure nobody else was going to make a call, expecting a call, or think about picking up the phone during the period of time that I was going to be on the phone. So I had to make sure. So I went around and polled the family. Mom, are you going to need the phone anytime soon? Okay, is anybody going to call? Okay, well, I have to make a call. And that's how I would lay the groundwork. Then I went into my mom and dad's room, and I would sit on the floor, and I remember this. The, the, the bedside table was right next to the bed, and there was a, just a little spot between the bedside table and the bed where you could sit down on the floor and reach the phone and make a call. And I would stare at that phone as I was sitting in that little space, trying to get up the nerve to dial the seven numbers for her phone number. And oh my God, 
Every time I picked up the phone, my little heart was racing, my stomach was churning with butterflies, my hands were sweating, I could feel the sweat pop out on my brow because it meant I was going to have to call up a stranger's house and ask for a girl. It was horrible. But I was excited at the prospect too because she might say yes and then we could sit together and have ice cream and talk. And this was a week before the event, so... (laughs) Even if she said yes, I was going to be sweating for a week in anticipation of the family ice cream date. Oh, it was grueling. And I remember vividly, it it had to have taken five minutes of just staring at the phone before I could even dial the number. And back then, it was an actual dial phone. It wasn't a touch tone. It wasn't a speed dial. You had to put your finger in the dial and dial each of the numbers and wait for the dial to rotate back and then dial the next number. And each rotation of the dial just seemed to take both too long and too short a period of time because it took too long and I just wanted to get the call done. And then it took too short because, oh my God, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. The the call's going to go through. Someone's going to pick up. Oh, somebody's going to. I was panicking. I was panicking. If somebody picked up the phone, what was I going to say? It didn't occur to me that it would be just something as simple as, is Mary there? No, it was, it was going to be some kind of horrific nightmare where somebody would ask me questions. Who's calling, please? And what do you want to do with Mary? What are your intentions? Why should I put Mary on the phone? These are all the things that were going through my head. Somebody evil would pick up the phone and just make me cry on the other end because I was so nervous. It was horrible. It was horrible. Oh, my God. You cannot understand the stress that asking a girl out put on me as an eighth grader. But I got through the dialing, the number went through, and I heard the ringing sound on the other end. And somebody picked up. Is, is Mary there? Who's calling? It's, uh, it's Gamer Dude. Just a minute. The tension was horrible. I was waiting for Mary to pick up the phone. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I was so tempted to hang up. I was so tempted to hang up out of fear. But I realized as I considered that possibility that I'd already given my name. So she would know that I'd called up and then hung up. So I was in for the long haul. I had to make the call and complete the call and ask her out. Oh, my God. The time it took for her to pick up that phone, it was interminable. Oh, every possibility was running through my head. She's talking to her father. Oh, tell him I'm not here. Gamer dude, who's that? Oh, not that guy. These are all the things that were going through my head. But lo and behold, Mary picked up the phone. Hi, Mary. It's Gamer dude. Um, we're going, we're going... You know, um, next week is the concert, and um, after the concert, we're, uh, we, um, my mom and dad, uh, um, we're going to go get some, we're going out to ice cream. We do that after concerts, and I was wondering uh, if you'd like to go with us. It wasn't that smooth, but that's how I remember it, because it was smoother in my mind than it actually happened. It was worse than that, but somehow or other. She said yes. Oh my God, she said yes. I was so excited. She wanted to go to ice cream with me and my family. She wanted to go out. It was awesome. And so the next week took, again, too long. 
and too short a period of time to pass. Too long, because, oh my God, I wanted to get through that concert and go to get ice cream with Mary. And too short, because, oh my God, the concert's coming up, and then I have to go to ice cream. I was a nervous wreck. But... <laughs> the concert day came. We got through the concert. I don't even remember the concert at all because, as you might expect, I was slightly distracted. We got through the concert. Mary met us outside the school auditorium at the end of the concert. We hopped in the car and drove the 15 minutes to the ice cream parlor. Mary in the back seat next to me and my brother and sister in the back seat, too. How romantic. <laughs> And we went to the ice cream shop and we sat down and had ice cream. And I don't remember a single thing that we said or did. I just remember being there in the ice cream parlor with a girl and my family eating ice cream. And it was glorious. I loved it. It was great because there was a girl who actually wanted to do something with me. It was amazing. And after that, I actually got up the nerve to ask her out again. And this time we went just the two of us. Now, this was towards the end of the school year where the second date, and again, I had the rules in my head. Make sure you give her a week's time so she can get ready. So I asked her out and I called her up and I was a little less nervous this time. And I asked her to go to the pizza parlor at the end of the street where we would get pizza together. You know, an actual meal with no parents and no siblings involved. And she said, yes. Oh my God, I was in my glory. The problem with going to get pizza, though, is this was a violation of one of the rules that my mother gave me. And I guess this is something that she grew up with, is when you go out on a date, you weren't supposed to eat food with your hands. You were supposed to have a knife and fork. That's where our table manners came into play and where our napkin use came into play. And if you're eating food with your hands, you're breaking the rules. You're not supposed to do that. But how do you eat pizza? without using your hands. You don't eat pizza with a knife and fork, especially in Jersey, you know? You don't do that. So I violated the rule, and we went to pizza, and I ate pizza with my hands, and she ate pizza with her hands, and we talked a little about school, and we were just, we were just clicking. It was working. Two eighth graders eating pizza together. And it was glorious. Until she told me, oh, by the way, my family's moving at the end of the school year. <laughs> No, 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 this is not good. The one girl who was paying attention to me, who liked me, or at least liked me enough to go eat food with me, was moving at the end of the school year. Oh, ruined my pizza, ruined the rest of my school year. I can't tell you the heartbreak I felt. I'd had two dates with Mary, one family ice cream date, one pizza date, as the cool eighth grader, asking girls out, and she was leaving. Oh, broke my heart. I still remember Mary. I remember her vividly. And I remember those feelings, as you can probably tell. But I remember those feelings of asking somebody out on that first date and the nervous tension and the anxiety and the pressure that there was and the fact that we really liked each other enough to have a conversation. Because back in those days, the rules were you had dates and you had conversations. You talked about things. There wasn't any touching. There wasn't any kissing. There wasn't any feeling each other. There wasn't doing anything except getting to know each other a little. And that was one of the sets of rules that we had. Dating was to get to know each other. Dating was a means towards a possible going together or going steady. There was no hooking up. 
Hooking up wasn't even a phrase back then. A date was the first step in developing a possible relationship. That's what dating was supposed to be about when I was a kid. If you watch some of the old movies, you get a slice of what the mores and the morals were back in the day. But dating was not an immediate entry to a sexual relationship. Dating was not a means to, you know, get physical gratification. Dating was a way to get to know somebody else to see if you might be interested in getting to know them better. And so all of the rules of the day were geared towards that. So along those lines, that's why you gave people a one-week notice so they could plan. They could pick out their wardrobe. They could plan what they were going to wear, how they were going to dress, how they were going to look, what else they wanted to do that night. If they wanted to get a special perfume or get toenails done, this is for the girls, of course. Guys had to pick out the right outfit. You had to have the right shoes on. You had to have socks that matched your belt. You had to have all of this stuff so that you'd look like you cared about presenting yourself nicely to the person you were asking out on a date. Now, I wasn't obviously a girl, but I also knew that girls had rules, and my mom told me some of those rules. You don't wear pants on a date. You always wear a nice dress. Again, this is very old school. You always put on nice new clothes for both boys and girls. No elbows on the table if you're eating. Use your silverware. Use your napkins. And have something to talk about. We also learned, talk a little about yourself. Ask questions about the person you're on a date with so that you get to know them. If you have a good time, you say you had a good time. If you want to go out again, you say, would you like to go out again? If they say, boy, I had a good time, we should do this again, you say, yes, we should, and then follow up. And this goes back to my podcast episode on politeness and manners. You have manners. You say, please, and thank you. And yes, I had a good time. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. And the point of the date was to see if you wanted to go on another date, to see if you liked this person. And there was nothing wrong with the fact, if you didn't like the person, if you didn't go out again. You didn't lead somebody on, yeah, we should do it again. I'll call you next week. You didn't say that unless you meant it. And then if you saw the person again at school or at work or wherever you happened to meet them, if you saw them again and they say, oh, are we going to get together? It was okay to be at least politely honest without breaking somebody's heart. You wouldn't say, nah, my... My time with you sucked. I'm not going to ask you out again. You didn't do it that way, but you said, oh, I'm really busy. Uh, I'm not sure that I'm going to get a chance to, to, to go out with you next week. And the person who was on the receiving end of that message would take that as what it was. It was a polite way of saying, mm, I don't think this is going to work. On the other hand, if you were interested, you showed that interest and you made plans. Yes, there was a little gamesmanship. Oh, I'm busy next Friday. But how about Saturday? That's the proper follow-up. You could play a little cat and mouse, but if you were interested in somebody, you let them know that so that that person would follow up. And this went both ways. And that's how my parents taught me the cues. Pay attention to what they said. Listen to what they're saying. If they're not saying anything, that's probably a bad sign. If you're talking too much, that's probably a bad sign. Make sure that you're listening. Make sure that you're paying attention to their interests and what they wanted to do, and what they wanted to say, and then share a little with you. It's a back-and-forth kind of conversation during dating. That eighth-grade date was, <laughs> was the last date that I had for several years. <laughs> High school was kind of barren for me. 
There were girls that I was interested in, but if you've listened to some of the other episodes of Storytime, you know that I had a very difficult time in high school, including the fact that I was not only the fat kid, but even the fatter kid through the first couple of years of high school. It wasn't that I wasn't interested in girls, it's just that they wouldn't give me the time of day. And I knew that. I was I was astute enough to see the cues, the social cues that indicated to me that if I called somebody up, it would be putting them in a bad place. So I didn't want to do that. I didn't want the rejection. So I didn't bother even trying to date during the first couple of years of high school. By the senior year, as I pointed out in, in my Fat Kid podcast, I had lost weight and, and I was starting to pick up on some of the cues that people were actually seeing past their their memories of me as the fat kid and realizing, oh, you know, I'm a little more mature. I'm a lot thinner. I'm a lot taller. And I was fitting in more in the social structure of high school. So there was actually girls paying attention to me. And so I was I was more willing to try to ask people out. And I actually did go out on a few dates my senior year, but the same rules applied. And my mother's voice is always ringing in my head while I'm asking these girls out. Make sure you give them a week's notice. Make sure you lay out the plan so they know what to expect. Your mother's voice always rings in your head. To this day, there's times when my mother's voice rings in my head. And that's just something you never get away from. Now, some of the other rules for dating were the boy always picks up the check. That's just the way it was. It was a very old school thing. But when I went out on a date, we had to go someplace that I could afford. And if I couldn't afford to take a girl someplace nice, you didn't take them. Now, when you're in high school, someplace nice can be McDonald's because that's what your budget is. And you made it clear. Okay, we're going to McDonald's. Would you like to go to McDonald's? Would you like to go to the diner? Would you like to go for ice cream? You made it clear where you were going. The expectation on my part was I would be paying for the date. And the expectation on the girl's part was that I would be paying for the date. And that's what dating was like. The guy took care of everything. The guy made the plans. The guy did what he was supposed to do to set up the date. And then he treated the girl that he was taking out with respect and dignity. And he took care of her meal. And he opened the car door for her when she walked down to the car. And when you got to the restaurant, you held the door open for her. When you got to the table, if you were at the diner, you would pull the chair out for her so she could sit down. If she got up from the table, you would stand up because... Gentlemen stand up when ladies leave the table. That's just the way it is. It's a sign of respect. And so you always show the respect. You do what you're supposed to do. Even if you find out 10 minutes into the date that you don't like her, that doesn't change the way you act. You hold her chair. You help her with her coat. You pay for the dinner. You stand up when she leaves the table. You escort her out. You hold the door when you let her into the car and you get out of the car to open the door when you get home to drop her off. Those are the rules. That's just what you do because that's what polite society does. That's what gentlemen do for ladies. That's the way it worked. There weren't any ifs, ands, or buts. That's just the right thing to do. Is it a little sexist? Maybe by today's standards. But I think there's a difference between being polite and courteous and being a gentleman and being a sexist pig. Pulling up outside somebody's house and honking the horn, my dad would shoot me dead if I did that. Picking up a girl and not opening the door for her, my dad would trip me and strangle me on the front walk if he knew I did something like that. Again, is that a sexist thing? I don't think that's a sexist thing 
personally, I think it's just a polite thing. Maybe it's too old school for some, but to me, that's the way you do things. You treat the person you're dating with respect. You do the polite thing for them. By the way, I hold doors for guys too. It's not sexist to hold the door for somebody. It's polite. If you get to the door first and somebody's coming behind you, there's nothing wrong with holding the door open for them and either letting them go through first or going through and holding the door. But that's a separate polite issue we'll talk about on another episode. As far as dating is concerned, you hold the door open and you let the girl go first. That's just what you do. These are the rules that we learned. And I guess that leads me to the rant part of the podcast. Too many people are just not capable of dating properly. You don't have to give somebody a week's notice anymore, but you do have to give them some courtesy of notice. If you're going to ask somebody out on a date, ask them out with enough time so they can plan. If you're going to go to a nice restaurant, say, hey, we're going to Stan's restaurant so that your partner or your date knows what to wear. When you get to pick up your date, be courteous. Don't beep the horn from the street. Don't sit in the car and wait for them to come out. Go to the door. Open the door for them to come out. Open the door to let them into the car. Hold the door when you get to the restaurant. Be polite in the restaurant. And on a first date, if you ask somebody out, be prepared to pick up the check. Now, as the relationship develops, there's nothing wrong with developing your own rules. You can go Dutch. You can go, I'll pick up this date. You pick up that date. I'll get the ice cream. You get the meal. However you want to divide it up, that's fine. But when you start dating with somebody, be polite be nice. When you're sitting at the table, have a conversation. Try to get to know the person. See what that person's likes and interests are. In this day and age, girls do ask guys out. It was nothing that I ever ran into as a kid. As I got older, the things changed. And I've been asked out and I've asked people out. But no matter which way it goes, use the date to get to know the person. That's what a first date is supposed to be about. Don't get me wrong. I understand what hooking up is. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about dating to get to know somebody, dating to have some company, dating to see if this is a person you're interested in. Be polite with that person. Get to really know the person. You'd be surprised how interesting people are. And you know what? When you get to know somebody, you might find that you really like them as a person. Too many people, especially these days, Use dating as a means towards getting off. Sure, you can do that if you want to. But if you really want to have a relationship, it's got to be more than two sets of glands calling out to each other. Dating is supposed to mean something if you really want to have a relationship. It's got to lead you somewhere. And yes, having a quick hookup, having a quick one-night stand, sure, that's leading you somewhere, but it's a really short dead-end road. And if that's what you want, okay, that's fine. But then don't be surprised when the person who you've had the one night stand with goes, what an asshole that guy was. He didn't ask me a single question. He didn't call me the next day. He showed no interest in me whatsoever. I mean, if you're going to go down that road, that's what's going to happen. But if you're in a relationship to have a relationship, then you have to listen. You have to be respectful. You have to be polite. And you have to care about what the other person's feelings are. And I think that's the point of dating to begin with. Anyway, there is a difference between dating and hooking up. We all know that. We all get that. And if you're in relationships just to hook up, just to get the physical release, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. 
but it's kind of a shallow existence and very few rewards come from that in the long term. I mean, you get immediate gratification and there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you want. But if you want to develop an actual relationship, you not only have to get to know the other person, but you have to let the other person get to know you as well. And that's why dating the old school way actually works because you exchange information. I don't mean it to sound so clinical, but that's what you do. You exchange information. You say a little about you, they say a little about them, and then you get to know each other. And then you determine if there's something long-term that you can develop. And if there's not, there's not. But that's what dating is supposed to be about. That's how I learned it. And that's how I've tried to teach my kids as well. And I'm telling you this so that you can pass it along as well. Because you're going to have kids someday. Some of you will. And you should pass that along. And if you're not going to have kids, but you're going on dates now, and things are going wrong, and you don't know why you can't get a relationship, go through this checklist of things that I just gave you. Are you listening? Are you sharing? Are you being respectful? Is it a two-way exchange when you have a conversation? If it's not, then maybe you should rethink how you approach dating. Anyway, that's my opinion. And opinions vary. Everybody's got one. Guys, thank you for listening. I appreciate the support. I appreciate everybody who's tuned into the podcast. It means a lot to me that you guys are here. And I can't thank you enough for the support. You guys take it easy. And until next time, I'll see you when I see you.